Now Pesci hangs on to it. He said he scores! Oh, an absolute BB from Brett Pesci just on top of the circle. And Pesci's third goal of the year puts Carolina out to the hot start. 1-0 in Columbus. Carolina Canes will win the draw right away. Slavin, nice little play to set it up for Burns. Rep chance, he scores! What a setup off the draw, and Brent Burns snack on that rep. 2-0, Carolina. Burns looking for his second, his backhander denied. Good play by Peek, and away comes Columbus. Streaking into the hurricane zone, and Anderson gets a shoulder to that drive. Oh, was that ever Anderson at? Sillinger will lose the puck, played off the board. Chatfield turns on the Jets. Chatfield to the back, and he scores! Highlight reel, shorthanded magic continues for Carolina. Oh, my! Put that one in the top ten. Well, you know where I'm going. I'm going to Chatmandu. <laughs> oh, wow. Now Ajo gets the puck to Pesci. Pesci plays his way closer for a shot. Snapped right on. And a shot, and you're going to say score. Corpusalo lost his mask. They say play on. And another goal for the defense. Pesci has his second in the night. I'll send across. Slavin tees it up. He scores. A monster slap shot. And that clapper puts Carolina up. 5-1. Every goal by the blue line tonight. North Carolina continuing to keep the pressure on. Coach Kinyemi. Side of the net. Out front. The score! A tap-in for Seth Jarvis. And Carolina has put an exclamation point here in Columbus. It's 6-2. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Losing streak? What losing streak? Over at four, the Hurricanes with a dominant 6-2 win in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. Still counts as a Division I win, by the way, even though Columbus is one of the worst teams in the NHL. Carolina played really well tonight. And Freddie Anderson came back, and he was solid. And everything the Hurricanes needed to see tonight, really, they saw. Uh, We'll talk about a lot of things. First, let me talk about the fact that we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check them out. If you need home improvement for the exterior of your home, anything that... basically is attached to the outside of your house. They could do it. Railings. I found that out today, listening to a commercial I did for them. Uh, gutters, all sorts of stuff. It's for the exterior of your home, aluminumcompany.com. All right, so what did Carolina need out of today's game in Columbus? We needed stability and goal. We needed to see a good, solid, no worrisome moment game from the blue line. We need it from the uh, uh from the goaltender. We needed to see that. Check. We saw that. The defense really solid. Look, in the loss to New Jersey, the defense wasn't great. Goaltending wasn't good, but the defense didn't help out the goaltending either. Just to go back quickly on the first goal, Brent Burns got kind of worked by Jonas Siegenthaler. Now it was a terrible angle shot and it has it should never go in, but because Burns got deked out toward the middle of the ice, and then Siegenthaler 
was able to skate down right to the goal line extended. He was able to put that shot on net so Pyotr Kachetkov could allow the bad goal. So it was really Brent Burns' first mistake. Um, and then defense isn't only played by defensemen, it's also played by offensemen. And offensemen? <laughs> Offensive players. Jordan Martinook made a couple of mistakes on the goal that made it 3-2, the first Dawson-Mercer goal. Um, then uh, Dylan Coglin made several mistakes. He was really victimized three times last uh, against the Devils on Tuesday night. The goaltending wasn't good, but the blue line, uh, some players on the blue line weren't good, and there were other defense defensive lapses in that game. So those pretty much, aside from the Johnny Gaudreau goal that made it 5-2, and maybe the first goal, but I really think the first goal was just a really good play, um, Carolina was very sound defensively tonight, right? So we needed to see that. Check. Carolina, good. We needed to see good things from Tavo Taravainen, and Sebastian Ajo played well, I thought, against New Jersey. But he was excellent tonight, and his buddy was excellent tonight. Tavo Taravainen, mwah, welcome back. Uh, hopefully this will continue, but Tavo seemed super engaged tonight, and... My feeling is that, well, I think they'll probably leave it as, Rod will leave it as it is, uh, but there are going to be, there have to be some decisions made uh, because Tavo Taravainen isn't a a 12-minute-a-game player. You want Tavo playing 18 minutes, and you're not playing Tavo on the fourth line 18 minutes. So, I get the sense that if Max Pacioretty is good to go uh, this weekend against Pittsburgh and Vancouver, I think we're going to see some shuffling, and I think you'll see Tavo Teravainen back up with Sebastian Ajo along with Max Pacioretty. But if Pacioretty can't go, then Tavo will just slide to the left side of Ajo and Jarvis. Uh, that line was pretty good once those guys got together and... Well, they got together for most of the game since Max Patchy already left. We didn't want to see that. That's not a check. We don't want that. We wanted Tavo Teravainen to play well, and Tavo Teravainen did play well tonight. So we, we, we needed good goaltending. We needed solid play from the defense, not just defensemen, but the blue line was excellent tonight. And scoring contributions all over from the blue line. And we had two goals from Brett Pesci, a great uh, just a super goal from Brent Burns. And then we're going to spend some time talking about number five a little bit later on. Shot out of a cannon down the right side, shorthanded. And don't you know, that is a shorthanded, beautiful goal, forehand, backhand over Jonas Corposalo. That made it 3-1. I think that was the, the, the biggest goal of the game for Carolina was that one. 2-1 game. Midway through the second period, I think it was midway through the second period, I'll get the time on it uh, in a second, but the truth is is that that was just everything you want to see from somebody who is skating on your third pair. A, can he kill penalties? I think Jalen Chatfield's a good penalty killer, and boy, I mean, his speed is just so noticeable. He's got some offensive idea, and he is a physical, tough, engaged player who does not back down, and he does not stop working, and he's got a heavy shot too. There's, I think, there is so much room for improvement. If you're watching Jalen Chatfield, you're going, "Wait a second, this guy 
might not be just a third-pair defenseman. Now, he's going to be on the third pair on this team because of the top four. I mean, Jalen Chatfield's not moving Brett Pesci out or moving Brent Burns out. But what this does, it allows Rod Brindamore to now not use Brent Burns uh, as a primary penalty killer. Burns is going to kill penalties, right? Especially when Brady Shea's in the box, Burns is going to be out there. But if Chatfield goes out there with Slavin and you have two guys who skate like that, and Burns is a good skater too. I don't want to say embarrassment of riches. Yeah, no, I do want to say that. Embarrassment of riches. Because Jalen Chatfield was like, fell from the sky. Now, good scouting that Carolina jumped on a player who was, who had what, I don't know how many, you know, half a season of NHL experience, whatever it was, with Vancouver. And he was available for, you know, a minor league contract. And they liked what they saw last year because he's such a good skater, he's got so much speed, that they thought, huh, maybe down the road, so let's give him a two-year contract. The first year's two-way. He's never going to play in Chicago again. And the second year is an NHL contract, but it's basically league minimum. When can they sign him to an extension? I'm just asking for a friend. When can they sign Jalen Chatfield to an extension? Look, the kid is good. The kid is, he's young, he can skate. He, mm, mm. Good work. Good work, front office. Uh, Seth Jarvis scored uh, for the first time in 12 games. Snaps an 11-game goal drought. Uh, so good for Seth. Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi playing really, really well. Maybe he's exactly where he needs to be. Centering the fourth line. Maybe that's where he belongs. I don't know. But I'll say this. That line was awesome tonight. Kokaniemi, Nason, and whoever took shifts there. Sometimes it was Tavo Teravainen. Sometimes it was Andrei Svechnikov. Sometimes it was Seth Jarvis. Sometimes it was Marty Natchez. They were just... Jordan Martinook spent some time down there. That line was good. Line, what, um, Kokaniemi had two assists. He was a plus two, won six of his eight face-offs. Stefan Nason had an assist. He was plus three tonight. There were a lot of plus for Carolina tonight. There was a whole lot of plus for the Hurricanes tonight. So there was a lot of good things to, to see in the game tonight. And can we just say that Rod Brindamore, the all-star coach Rod Brindamore, gets his 200th win third fastest in NHL history. Uh, It's just, it was an impressive performance. Uh, But let's go through a couple of things. Adam Gold in studio with Sammy Hanna, owner and operator of the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Thanks for coming over. You brought a friend with you. I did, Adam. I brought Jeff Monsignor here with me today. It's great to have Jeff continue to be a part of the Aluminum Company. Obviously, took over the company from his father in 1984. And me and him had a great time growing the company through all those years. And now we're going to continue the legacy of the Aluminum Company with myself, Ryan, all the salesmen that have continued on with the company, Dallas Frewell, Danny Newman, Patrick Day, John Alexander, Jeff Hoffman. And my children are now starting with the company. Oh, my gosh. So we've got a new generation kicking off with the aluminum company to continue on the legacy. 
So, you, Sammy, get in here, Jeff. Uh, can I say something? Please. Just, I'm going to elbow him out of the way. If you're thinking about exterior home improvements, give the aluminum company a call. Sammy has done an unbelievable, fantastic job. It makes me proud that I was able to exit the company and somebody was able to take it over to keep up the high standards that I started. So, I'm very proud of Sammy as well. You guys are amazing. Customer service is the best thing you guys do. 800 672 aluminumcompany.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply goaltending and this is the roller coaster of goaltending right so the hurricane started the season and if if we could just go back to the beginning real quick this will take about two minutes go back to the beginning of the season my thought going into the year was there's a few things that I'm worried about I was worried about the blue line I was worried about is Carolina good enough Calvin DeHaan what does he have left um, Dylan Coughlin I saw in the preseason and I thought cannot skate at an NHL level, certainly can't skate to the degree that Carolina needs their defensemen to skate. If your defensemen are going to be part of the play offensively, they have to be able to recover and Dylan Coughlin cannot recover. So uh, I think the only thing we have seen so far this year is that's true. Uh, we haven't even seen Coughlin get off too many big shots uh, to take advantage of what he does best on the blue line. And I, I, I said this after the game uh, on Tuesday against New Jersey. I think we have seen the last of Coughlin in, an, in, a, in a Carolina Hurricanes uniform. I think they will uh, make him available in a trade, and I'll bet you that somebody in the West will take him for a sixth-round draft pick and Carolina will clear that NHL salary off their books and maybe open up a little bit more cap room. He just cannot skate. I would not be surprised also if they put him on waivers and send him to Chicago, where I think he's an I think he's an AHL player, and I think he could be a great AHL player, but ultimately that's what I think he is. He's just too slow to play at the NHL level, at least for the Hurricanes. So I was worried about a couple of things, but I was worried about goaltending because last year was great. I mean, Anderson and Ronta were such a good combination, and it looked like it was going to be that way the entire season. We knew Ronta had, uh, we know Ronta's made a paper. I get it. Um, and Freddie was, was excellent all season long. His play was starting to dip a little bit late, but he, I, I had no, no doubt that he would get it back. And then he got hurt in Colorado. And that was it. We never saw Freddie again. Going into this season, 33 years old. Freddie needs to be 105% to play. So, tweaked something in between the game against uh, Toronto on November 6th and the road trip to Florida a couple of days later. and left practice and that was that. We hadn't seen him since. But he wasn't playing well. His first eight games weren't good. 891 save percentage going in. 272 goals against. Less concerned about that, more concerned about the save percentage, but that was bad. Ronta wasn't all that great either. And I'm like, oh my gosh, does Carolina have a crisis of goaltending? 
And then when Anderson got hurt, now you're going, oh, my gosh, they have to rely on a rookie? They have to rely on Kachetkov? And if we remember last year with Piotr Kachetkov, he was a bit of a mixed bag. He had great moments, right? We all, we all, he, he played so well in relief against Boston in game two that enabled Carolina to take a 2 nothing lead. Remember the challenge of Marchand. And then he played really well in relief of Ante Ranta in game two in the, of the next series. I think it was game two of the next series, right? He started the next game in both series and was no good. So it was sort of mixed. He had great moments and bad moments. And I wasn't sure that he was ready for this. But he was. And for, what, 15 appearances? Had all of us thinking, and I've always, I think I've always been pretty smart about being measured about what Pyotr Kachetkov really is. I don't believe the organization looks at him as, this is a guy who is going to be a top eight NHL goaltender. I don't think they look at him like that. I think they believe he has a chance to be a very good NHL goalie. I don't think they're looking at somebody who they think is an all-star. But, man, for basically November and December, he was an all-star. He was amazing. One of the best goalies in the league. Like the second or third best goalie in the entire league behind Linus Olmark. And then he got hurt on the 20th. I mean, let me just stop right there real quick. Because I mentioned this in the Stormwatch. We were actually, if you roll back the clock three weeks before Christmas, we were actually going, well, this kid's got to play. I don't know what you do when Freddie comes back. Freddie's not a backup. Do you move Freddie Anderson? That's where we were. I admit it. I was there. And then the injury happens. He misses five games. Ronta plays all five. Ronta was okay. It was good to start. Then his, his play started to wane. And then Kachetkov got back in net. And he's played three games. And he played three bad games. I mean, he's had a couple of good moments. All goalies have good moments. They're all, all NHL goalies. They're all going to have be, be able to make big saves. But at a minimum, five soft goals in three games. I think the number's probably closer to eight in three games, to be honest. But it wasn't good. You're only as good as the goals you allow. And if you allow bad goals, it's hard to recover. You just can't allow them. And then... Hurricanes are in a position. All right. Ronta's made a paper, and his play's been a little leaky. Kachetkov coming off an injury, and it looks like his confidence is shot right now. Hey, Freddie, you ready? And they went into the game tonight in Columbus, not 100% sure what he was going to get. I talked to Rod Brindamore before the game, and he was like, your guess is as good as mine, Adam. And they got good Freddie tonight. So now the conversation is leaning towards this. If Freddie is going to look closer to the Freddie of last year, who until maybe 
mid to late February was looking like it was never the Vesna. It was always going to be Shesterkin. But Freddie was looking like a, a finalist for the Vesna. As it was, I think there were a lot of people who complained that he was outside the top three. I think he was fourth um, or fifth, whatever it was. Freddie had a great year. Vezina finalist or not, Freddie had a great year. So if they're going to get anything close to last year's Freddie, now here's the conversation. When Ante Ranta is healthy, Ante Ranta goes back to his spot at the end of the bench, and he'll play every third game or every fourth game or whatever it is. He'll be the backup. And now the initial plan, which was to have Kachetkov play the entirety of the season in Chicago, you can send him back there to play a lot and get his confidence back, knowing that you're going to need him. He's going to be needed. Anderson, you can't rely on him, his health anyway. You certainly can't rely on Auntie Ranta's health. So there's going to be a time you're going to have to put Kachekov back in net. So let him go play and be the man. And then if you need him, if Anderson goes down again or if Anderson's play warrants it, you go get Kachetkov and now you've got somebody who's been playing a lot and playing well. And hopefully that'll be the way it works out. But I think it's okay to bring that up, to go through that process and and try to execute the plan you intended to execute at the beginning of the season, which was to have Pyotr Kachetkov play an entire season in the AHL. But all of this is predicated on Freddie Anderson, A, playing well, and B, staying healthy. And hopefully Auntie Ronta will, is, will as well. But again, either way, you want Kachetkov feeling good about his game, and you can't do it by not playing. And right now, if Freddie Anderson, and I, I will be stunned if Freddie Anderson does not play on Saturday night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'll be stunned if we don't see Freddie in that game. And then, probably Kachetkov the next game against Vancouver. We'll see what he looks like then. I don't think they'll play Freddie back-to-back. If Auntie Ranta is healthy, they might go to Ranta, and at that point, if as soon as Ranta is fully healthy, they'll probably send Kachetkov down. Again, depending on what happens with Freddie, depending on how he plays in that game against the Penguins. So, that's where we are with goaltending. Quickly back to Jalen Chatfield. If you're the Carolina Hurricanes, you have to feel, feel very good about the future on your blue line. Remember, there are still prospects, right? There's... Uh, Morrow, there's uh, Hamasalmi. Uh, there are good defensemen in the system. Okay, I have no idea if any of them are better than Jalen Chatfield. I'll be happy if these guys are as good as Jalen Chatfield because I think I could be wrong, and I'll have to ask uh, some people who know better than I. But I think Chatfield might have future top four in him. He's a tremendous athlete. He is a great skater. And he has a lot of elements, and I think there's offensive upside. I think there is. I think there's some offensive... uh, There's this... 
there's a higher ceiling than what, what what we've seen. I think we can see the potential, but man, that goal that that shorthanded goal was something else for Carolina tonight. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If we could just celebrate the Finns tonight. Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi continues to play well. Eight points in his last 11 games. Um, he's been winning faceoffs. I think he's really comfortable in the position he's at, centering the fourth line. And Carolina rolled four lines tonight. I mean, I don't think a forward. Jordan Martinuk might have led them, uh, led forwards in ice time at like 17 and a half minutes or something like that. But... They got really good performances uh, from Jesperi Kotkaniemi, from Stefan Nason. But since we're talking about Finns, Kotkaniemi, Aho, Teravainen, all great. All great tonight. And this is something that we have talked about on this podcast, talked about it with other people. In my opinion, the Hurricanes will not be a Deep running team in the playoffs unless they get elite Tavo Teravainen. Tonight, and I know the box score doesn't say he was elite, I thought Tavo Teravainen was awesome tonight. I nearly put him down as one of my stars, but there was a lot of awesome tonight. And my three stars were Jalen Chatfield third, Jacob Slavin second, had nothing to do with the goal, and Brett Pesci first. Those were my three stars of the game. But Tavo Teravainen was tremendous tonight. And I thought Ajo was great. And yes, Perry Kotkaniemi continues to play well. So my three takeaways from the game, but Blue Line has five goals. Are you kidding me? Pesci with two, Burns with one, Chatfield with the shorty, Slavin with one. And then Seth Jarvis, who might now have to play on defense. And by the way, great for Jarvis to break an 11-game goal drought. 11 games without a goal for that kid. Uh, we might get, be getting ready to see a little bit of a flurry from Ajo, Teravainen, and Jarvis. And just to make it a fully reality-based podcast, this was not the best games for... The Svechnikov Nature Stasny line. It wasn't a great game for the stall line, but it didn't matter <laughs> because I thought Ajo's line was awesome. The fourth line was tremendous. The blue line was very good, and the goaltending was solid. So, congratulations to Rod Brindamore, win number 200.
as a Hurricanes uh, manager, if you will. And uh, real quick, I'll read some numbers from the defense, and you'll see how good the blue line was tonight. Brett Pesci, two goals, plus three, 2208 on ice. Most uh, highest total on the Hurricanes. Six shots on goal, too. Yes, Brett Pesci had six shots on goal and two attempts. So he had two other attempts. He had eight attempts. Uh, let's see. Brent Burns, he had a goal. He was a plus one. 1937. He played under 20 minutes. I'm not sure he's done that. I have to go check, but I'm not sure he's done that this year. Three shots on goal and a couple of block, block shots. I thought Brent played very well defensively, too. Jalen Chatfield, he had the goal. 1538, four shots on goal. Thought Chatfield was excellent. Again, one of my three stars. Jacob Slavin had the goal, had an assist. He was a plus three, 2144. Uh, the only shot on goal was the goal. Uh, Brady Shea, who didn't have any scoring points, but he was a plus two, played 2012 uh, on ice, couple of shots on goal, and I just thought Brady Shea was excellent. And he's part of the core, too, now. This blue line's going to be awfully good for the next, after this, two more years. Well, we'll see. Pesci and Shea. After next season, decisions need to be made. I wonder if Tom Dundon will wait. Remember, every time you wait, every year you wait, the price goes up. Every year you wait, the price goes up. Unless a guy has a bad year going into his walk year, like Svechnikov did, and you get him for under $8 million. Martin Natchez is going to play the next two years at three? Three a year? Really? Jalen Chatfield's a minimum salary player next year. Pyotr Kachetkov is a $2 million probable number one goaltender next year. Interesting. Some interesting things on the horizon for the Carolina Hurricanes. What is Jordan Stahl going to make next year? Right, Stahl... His contract is up after this year. So is Jesper Fast's contract up. Is Stahl going to come down from $6 million? Likely. How much? I don't know. Is he going to basically cut it in half? I think it'll be a little bit more than that. I do. I think it'll be more than that. More than, more than uh, half of his $6 million. I think it'll be closer to 4 I could be wrong. I wonder what... Tom Dundon believes Jordan Stahl is worth. He told me before the season that Jordan Stahl's not going to play, not going to wear another uniform. That'll be up to Jordan, and it'll be up to the negotiations to decide who gets what, how much Jordan Stahl is going to play for. Uh, there's a lot of miles on his 33-year-old body. He has been in the league a long, long time. So uh, it was a good night, really good night for the Hurricanes tonight. And it was good to see Freddie come back and play. And it was good of you to join us uh, on the Canes Corner Podcast. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Free no obligation estimate online at aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review if you like. I don't really care. I just want you to enjoy it. So if you like the Hurricanes and you want to just 
Uh, listen to somebody blather on about the Hurricanes, especially after wins. We understand the numbers are higher when the Hurricanes win. That's fine. Doesn't mean we don't have interesting things to say when they lose. Sometimes you might need a need somebody to vent for you, and I'm here for you. Uh, so follow us wherever you get your podcast. And as as we say goodbye, if I could just for a second remind you that there is a 25th anniversary Kane's Corner podcast series for you. There are nine episodes, and I encourage you to listen to them all, not at the same time, but in a row. Start with episode one, end with episode nine, and just follow along as the team moves from Hartford to Raleigh by way of Greensboro, and we almost kill a mascot, and we also have conversations about the uniforms and ESPN and um, best games and best trades and free agent signings. There's a lot of things that we talked about. So uh, check it out. Kane's Corner Podcast 25th Anniversary Special. All right, we're done. Big win for the Hurricanes. They get it 6-2 uh, to two over the Columbus Blue Jackets. They snap the four game losing streak. We'll see you after the Canes and the Pens Saturday night at PNC Arena. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.